2: Stuff is Reddit Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, aka Brutal Gash. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Today we're joined by a very special guest, Fongos, who is a huge part of Celtics Reddit and Celtics internet lore. His YouTube channel is hilarious and very, very popular, and he joined us to talk about the devastating departure of Daniel Tice, the signing of Evan Fournier, and much, much more. Check out our feed on Sunday as well, because we'll have Tom Westerholm of Boston.com and the Geno Time podcast coming on for a full trade deadline breakdown. But for now, here's Fongos. All right. Welcome back. We're here, of course, with Lardbird33, but we're also very excited to welcome the world's number one Jonas Derebko fan and the world's number two Daniel Tice fan, Fongos. Welcome, man. How's things? That's
0: right. And I'm also the number three semi-fan, or Shemi-fan, so don't forget
2: that. <laughs> of course. How could I forget? <laughs> okay. but, How's um, things, man? How you doing? Yeah.
0: No, uh, things aren't that great. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been... I don't know what you guys have been looking at. Maybe you've been on Reddit. But um, Daniel Tice has been traded. And, uh, you know, I thought this was going to happen at the end of the season. But here we are and I'm just I'm still just bear with me cuz I'm trying to come to terms with it but
1: Yeah it's, a, it's a rough 16 hours man you know you, you had said a, something on reddit where it was like in your mind he hits that three pointer does yeah. he even get traded if that happens you can't uh, honestly, trade him you can't trade him 16 hours after a game winner against the bucks right People might have been people
0: might have been kind of upset if uh <laughs> I mean, they would have been more upset. I feel like Danny would have just done it anyway. He probably would. but He's a monster. Uh, I, he is a monster. <laughs> I mean, dude. Are he... Anyway, yeah. I was living in my own world, and I was just imagining that shot going in. I literally tried to change universes. I tried so hard to get my brain, like my third eye yeah. to just. You know, Yeah, you, you live yeah. in this
1: in the multiverse could have split off right there, and you could be living in a world where he's just celebrated as a hero of the Bucks game. And here we are in this in this Splinterverse.
0: That would have been so <laughs> can you guys imagine if he nailed that shot? Oh, my God.
2: Saves his career as a Celtic living in a new plane of reality. I feel like your
1: YouTube should have just split off at that point and just continued on like he made that shot. You just, yeah. you know, you add one of your explosion effects on top of there and just, you can't and just celebrate sell. it. <laughs> and Daniel just Ties game. Right on.
0: <laughs> no, I, you know what I was going to do? I was going to put that the first game of the season where Tatum hit that bank shot. I was just going to edit that in, even though... It was like the completely different direction. And just you you should like...
1: you should delete your you should delete your your uh, video from today where you're having a meltdown and just pretend <laughs> yeah. like, just pretend <laughs> like you want just pretend it happened. Uh, I feel like uh, in case anyone's listening and doesn't know who Fongos is, I mean he is he's a legend. I've read it. You are you know your your videos are absolutely hilarious. Your YouTube channel, I mean you have. Like twenty times the amount of followers I do on my YouTube channel, just because you post about Rebko and, and Tice. Yeah, but, right. So mean, weird. Your, your <laughs> videos are legitimately hilarious, and Thank you. Uh, and I've I've got questions for you because I've I've got theories, and I've always wanted to know certain things. All right. Yeah. I'm ready. So, so I'm going to give you three names. Like, listen, you don't have to tell me your whole story, <laughs> but I'm going to give you three names. All I want to know, you don't have to confirm who particularly, <laughs> okay. but I just want to know: Are you also one of these other people? Is that like is that fair? You don't have to tell me the certain yeah, uh, person. Yeah, just let me take a let me take a little whiskey
0: shot here. I wasn't gonna do this, <laughs> but now that uh, ice is
1: traded, I gotta break. Uh, I gotta break code. There's <laughs> <second. laughs> so much mystery around Fungos, but uh, ah,
0: all right,
1: okay, <laughs> let's Cheers. go. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, three names. I just want to know if you're one okay. of these other people. Okay, the the first one is Banner eighteen Boogie. The second one is Janos, famous Twitter user. And the mm. third one is Scout's Honor, who might not be as popular, but I've always had suspicion. Are you one of those three people?
0: I am not one of those three people, but for a while, I thought I might have been Banner 18, but, or I thought people <laughs> might have thought that I was him. And then the, the, the Janos, is that guy even still like
1: active right now? He's come, he pops up every once in a while. Everyone's yeah, convinced he's Danny Yeah, that's kind of what Ainge. I do. Listening to you right now, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're not the same person as Danny Ainge. but I mean, I could have a voice
0: modulator on. There's way of knowing. <laughs> I am curious that, like,
1: uh, you know, before we did this call, you told me that you have this, you know, you we're getting the logistics of this setup and you told me yeah. you have a nice microphone and obviously your your YouTube channel, your videos are genuinely good. Do you do video other than that channel? Like it's almost too good for it just to be the Daniel Tice Drebko. No, I mean
0: I, nothing. Nothing else that ever took off. Like I just kind of do my own art and that like doesn't get views. And the only way I've ever gotten views is like, memeing on something and then like trying to beat it to death and then getting people to rally around it somehow. That's happened. I've done that like a few times in like different mediums. But yeah, I, I mean I've I've got just one other channel and I just went to school for it, but. And like, I work in tech, so nice. I just work with computers. So that's about it.
2: I, uh, I love that the the skills and the talent are so like finally honed and focused on Daniel Tyson and previously, um, uh, I just had a mental blank, uh, Jonas garebko <laughs> Um, thanks. Uh, is that now <laughs> being honed d- directly, uh, and focused on Shami Ojolet or like we're bringing in a, a reliable, white european player <laughs> in evan fournier is is that um, gonna be an easy
0: transition for you Uh man that's a good question because uh i don't know i think i'm just gonna go on the on the shemmy train because
2: uh yes, just go I, I
0: i i don't i don't really have faith in mo wagner or the and i didn't <laughs> even know it at the time but the, the oh my god what's what's the other dude's name I didn't even Luke know he Cornette? was in the league. Luke Luke <laughs> Yeah, he was just like <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Man, where did he come from? And I saw the highlights where he like hit some threes or something. And I, I like, I honestly, I've watched Bulls games. I honestly never seen that dude, or maybe it just slipped my mind. So I, I think like the answer to that question is like I'll have to wait, see what like Fournier
1: does, Fournier. Yeah. So um, your YouTube channel is a free agent. So you know they can start, you know, maybe uh trying to woo you a little bit. <sighs> I, <yeah. laughs>
0: that would that would be great. That would be really great. Knows you, now's your
1: time. <laughs> Shemi Cart- <This> already <laughs> <you. laughs> knows who you are, right? Didn't he like uh I saw he did a live stream where he was actually watching one of your videos. So that was pretty amazing.
0: <veggies> Dude, he the first time he found the channel and he was looking at it and like drebko and tice like staring right at him, I could tell he got freaked out. And I that that made me really upset because I was like, no dude, you gotta watch like just watch one video, please, please, please. Like it's not <laughs> it's not what you're thinking. Like I know what he's thinking. And by the way, it doesn't have to be like a white European guy. I chose Tice and we can go into that later if you guys want, but
1: um Fair, good Me, to know.
0: <laughs> me yeah, choosing I'll... Tice was just like I don't it was just like a random signing. I'm like, okay, this dude's like no one knows who he is, I'm just gonna take a gamble on him. And then we had him for like three and a half, four years, so I mean it turned out pretty
2: good. So what is the criteria there? Because you you could be one could be forgiven for thinking there's a very particular player archetype that your your channel focuses on, with Drebko coming before Tice. So what's right. the what's the criteria there, if anything?
0: I guess just underdog players who end up being sick and people <laughs> kinda nice. sleep on for a while. Uh-huh. I think Taco I think falls probably a little
1: too on the nose. Then I think, right? <laughs> yeah, t- like...
0: Taco would be too too memeable. I mean, I love Taco. Like making a Taco video would be really great. I think, but um, I don't know. I, I think I'm just I'm gonna wait and then see if we re-sign Tice in the summer because we will, and then once that happens, then we can just go back to Tice and every, everything will be good, and I don't have to make videos for the fucking Bulls. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are, can I can I curse on here? Or do you guys want oh, to go, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. go nuts? This okay. is an unregulated
2: okay. production. Go nuts. Okay. Um, we, I don't know. Do we, can we get into the like the the deals that happened today, or is it is it too soon, Fungos? No, let, let's let's talk about it because I've I've got some questions for you guys
0: because I don't understand like how the luxury. I understand it's like a money thing, but I don't understand how that works and why sure. Danny did what he did
2: like can you tell me why yeah maybe <laughs> yeah flybird how's your how's your your cap and your tax knowledge yeah well able to jump in there i did a little yeah. bit of research in the time that i had but i'm, I'm pretty pretty skimp on those details still me well, well, too you wanna,
1: do you want to maybe just recap the the trades first and then we can kind of get into a little bit more of the details
2: yeah so sticking with the tice end of the deal so the summary there is the wizards got daniel gafford and chandler hutchinson from the bulls the celtics get luke cornett and mo wagner or wagner i don't know <laughs> uh, bulls get daniel tice unfortunately uh javante green and troy brown jr plus 1.3 million from boston and 250 from washington they did he's gone and, oh, uh, and Tatum had like an IG post on it earlier today. Like, oh, Javante, my right-hand man, he's gone. Like we're still close. But um, so clearly there's like an, an effect on on Tatum there as well. That, that's the summary of the deal there with Tice gone. And our center rotation kind of looks like Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams, of course. But now we've got Moe Wagner and, and Luke Cornett <laughs> there. So like, somehow we're deeper at the center. But uh, the rotation there looks confusing. I don't know, Lardberg. Do you, what do you envision our, our center rotation looking like now that this trade has has gone down well i I've, i said this on reddit and i gotta be honest when
1: i first heard that we were bringing in mo wagner i had this vision of it being a cross between mo williams and dwan wagner so huh. so i had to do with him and it wasn't at all what i expected no i was like oh we're getting, <laughs> we're getting a little guard who's this guy so yeah uh so yeah oh I, <laughs> damn yeah. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, that reaction confused me. Um, yeah. So I, I looked him up and he, you know, he's a legitimately, he's a legit big man, 6'11". And I guess he takes charges and he hustles a lot. And he's he's five years younger than Tice. And uh, he too is, this is the end of his contract. So I don't know. He could be one of those guys in particular who I, I right now, I'd assume he's going to be our, our third big man behind. Uh, Thompson and Time Lord, but he's someone that I, I imagine he'll have a couple hustle plays and instantly will become a fan favorite, and maybe he'll end up being the star of Fungus' channel, so I'm going to Yeah, we'll see. Hope. He I'm could be full. decent. He could be decent.
0: If he does some cool shit, and uh, some epic charges, I, what is he, number one? I was looking that up. He's in number one charges, in, yeah, For taking 36. charges? Like, yeah. okay, Mo. <laughs> um, fine, but like, <laughs> He's a front runner. <laughs> I, I I honestly think that like those two guys, like Mo and Luke, are just going to be like, who the hell was I talking to this about? But like they're just going to be like the Kelly O'Lennox and like the Drebkos of the past. Like we haven't had a dude like that in a while. I feel like like a tall, awkward white, like a Tyler Zeller. Um, right. Like we haven't had a guy like that in a while. So I I think if. Well, I mean, maybe not Mo, maybe more Luke, but like, I don't know. It's just we were spoiled with Tice, and honestly, I feel like he makes a lot of good decisions. And I don't, I can't say the same thing for Mo Wagner because he was on the Celtics last, or no, no, God, he was on Wizards. the Lakers. He was on the Lakers, the Lakers last right, right.
2: year. Yeah, drafted by I, the Lakers and moved over to the Wizards. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know so the dust might not be settled
1: on this entirely i mean this is more of a long shot i guess but there is uh so you asked about the tax thing so he, the yeah. main thing is that we gave up by giving up uh well mean of course the other trade there is bringing fournier and we got rid of teague and a couple second round picks and used the tpe to absorb fournier so uh by doing both of those trades we end up giving away teague jeff green uh tice and was there someone else i think it's those three mainly. Mm-hmm. So we give up around $9 million and then we're taking him back uh, Wagner and Cornette. So we take in about $4.3 million, So that sheds around $5 million. So we have this uh, the hard cap we were dealing with and then we also have the luxury tax threshold. And by doing both of those moves, by getting rid of Tyson's salary, we are now under the luxury tax threshold by... I think it's anywhere between 1.5 to 3 million. I you know, I've been trying to find details as well. We're kind of doing this and doing this on the fly, but but we're we're yeah. still a couple million under the the luxury tax threshold and the, and the key there is So it's interesting is if you go to Danger Cart, who's a friend of the show, if you check out his Twitter right now, he's kind of in almost a bigger meltdown in UR fungos because
2: of the He is freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah,
0: I yeah. saw a couple tweets and uh I I don't know. I just don't I it's guess I don't like understand to all
2: him. of it. <laughs> yeah, I probably should,
1: because I, I just can't make sense of all this. <laughs> I mean, he's out there, and he's like, I cannot express in words how fucked we are right now. <laughs> so yeah. That's his but take I'm, on
0: it. I'm like, why, though? Because, okay, so, what does that mean if we're, like, a million below the luxury? Like, what does that mean for me as, like, a fan? Like, does that mean that we Can that means we can't sign people or like, does that mean like, that's, that's just what I don't get like the money side and with wick or whatever, like, I don't know, man. Honestly, so my, the the, ahead, the tax ben,
2: bill the tax bill is cumulative. So we enter the the we go above the tax threshold and then our tax bill accumulates year on year. And even these billionaires, Wick, Krausbeck and, and the like, have uh, a limit to, to how much tax they can pay. Eventually, you know, if, uh-huh. if we let the tax bill accumulate over a three to five year period, then they're paying a shit ton of money for a team that, while the Nets and this form of the Lakers are around, might not be bringing us in a championship. So from them from their perspective as an investment. It, it might not be a good position to be in we are under the tax threshold at the moment and i did some digging i read through all the the tweets and and replies and everything from from dejacart's perspective and it looks like yeah we are somewhere between one and two million dollars under the tax threshold currently which is great but fournier and tatum between them have some incentives uh, so Fournier has a, a playoff incentive, I believe it's if he makes the second round, he gets an extra 450k. For Tatum, if he makes an all mm-hmm. NBA team, he makes some extra money as well. And if both of those guys hit those incentives, which they're kind of likely to if, if the team performs the way that we expect them to, then that actually pushes us, us above the tax threshold. So we, we begin that cumulative um tax bill growth for lack of a better term and we do so without really being a competitive a com- competitive team like we're not really a contender but we're not really waving the white flag either We're just kind of sitting in, in mediocrity for lack of a better term and yet we stand to maybe pay this tax bill so i think that's maybe what's triggered the meltdown there from from danger cart and it, it gotcha. makes sense because he's like the yeah. one guy who actually digs that deep and, and finds those numbers um but like from the fan perspective, I'm just fucking excited to have Evan Fournier on the team, right? Yeah. yeah shoot, that's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, like, and for two second round picks, we actually got him cheaply, and it was finally a trade that Danny Ainge was willing to pull the trigger on because he came cheaply enough. And I think that we can maybe be excited to watch these games again and and have this this hole in our know, bench lineup plugged. Right, presuming that he comes off the bench in the first place, we've actually got some shooting. We've got a little bit of size. I believe he's like six seven. um I don't know. It, it feels like Jeff Teague's gone. <laughs> but aside from the whole tax thing, it feels like happy days. I don't know how you guys feel about the the uh, Fournier signing. What about you, Fungos? Um, I really like it, and I would have liked it more if they didn't
0: trade Tice <laughs> at three o'clock my time today. Um, Fair. <laughs> I I was I was blown away by that. I didn't expect them to do shit, and then I looked on wherever I looked, and I saw that. I'm like, okay, yeah. oh two two second rounds, okay, like fine, <laughs> like I I always whenever we played the Magic, he always used to annoy me. Cause he would destroy us. It seemed like that guy couldn't miss when, whenever he would play us. I don't know if it was
1: just me, but I was like, I think like he's just a good player, man. Yeah, he's a lights out shooter. Yeah, and we and we saw it coming, Ben. You know, when I when I predicted it and I saw it in a vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You're you saw wrong. it in a vision. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Back in November, I, I was. I was walking around Gig Harbor, Washington and I walked by a, a little shop that said Fournier and right, right <laughs> in the distance I saw there was a psychic boutique. <laughs> so I took a photo and I <laughs> sent it to Ben and I was like, it's a sign. We're going to use uh, the TB to get Fournier. And wow. uh, sure enough, we did. Of course, you know, I, I've walked, I've walked by many Ross dressed for lesses, and we never added Terrence Ross. So who knows? But, uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it was, I think it was a good thing for sure. I mean, so, listen. We've spent a lot of time this season talking about how if you wanted to put players next to Tatum and Brown, the main thing you'd want to get is a is a small forward who can spread the floor, can hit knockdown shots. This guy's a knockdown shooter. This is a great thing. He averages yeah. twenty points this season. You know, eighteen last season, and consistently through his career. He's a legitimate, you know, 45% from the field and 38% from three. He can hit free throws. He gets to the free throw, line, free throw line. He's a legit player. This is not like, you know, even with Aaron Gordon, I guess we'll get, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but even Aaron Gordon, like, yeah, he was a 40% three-point shooter this year, but it's probably a fluke. He's a career 32% three-point shooter and can't hit free throws. Like, Forney is a legit shooter. We're getting someone who's a knockdown shooter, so... This is exciting, you know we could talk about whether or not he'll be uh, an upgrade defensively, but post hayward post injury Hayward wasn't wasn't really a upgrade defensively that much no. either, so I'm not too worried about that. I just think it's a it's a great talent ad um so it's from just that standpoint i mean it's great and i' yeah. I'm not really on that got concerned about the the luxury tax thing that's you know, we we talked about it a little bit there but but to me. I love Danger Cart. I'd I'd love to get him on the show later, um, down you know, down the line, I guess. More of more of his perspective. But personally it's like it's not my money. <laughs> I don't care. Like that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. But there's all sorts of routes we can take. They're not, you know, comfortable routes, but you know, we still have uh Thompson who's making like nine, ten million next year. We could salary dump him. I know that everyone here loves Marcus Smart, but it's the final year of his contract. Maybe we would look to move him for a guy on his rookie scale. Maybe Kemba gets moved. Like I don't think that it's the end of the world thing. Someone says, "Oh, we could be on the, the White. Grossbrick might be paying eighty million dollars on this on this team in tax next year," and it's like, "Well, yeah. probably not." And if he does, okay, whatever. It's says <laughs> money. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Of all the, like, the awesome things about NBA basketball, the least relatable from the fan perspective is like the tax bill of a billionaire NBA team owner, right? Like it's really hard to make that connection and feel any sort of remorse or empathy for these guys. Like who fucking cares? Like and uh, talking about incentives, there's one incentive should be pay the fucking tax. You, you want Tatum, you <laughs> want Brown to stay on your team. You want to show them that you're willing to do anything to put them in a position of contention, pay the tax, right? Wait, like, so, if it's gonna, so that's all it is. He just has to pay a tax, like it doesn't really affect our team that much? Well, it's a a very expensive tax bill that accumulates every year. And so what championship teams apparently try to do is uh, align that tax bill with their championship window and so there is an argument that we're getting into potentially this tax bill area and we're not necessarily close to contending for a championship so like the timing is a bit poor i guess that's where the argument is um but we're not paying that bill right <laughs> we're paying our league pass fees or whatever it is so that's all we can yeah. do i think the only thing
1: there that well yeah, I mean the tax, whatever. They're making spent a lot of spend a lot of money. But what you brought up earlier, Brendan, that was interesting because I hadn't thought too much about that. The incentives that we could that could uh, push us over that threshold this year and start that you know multiplier, paying that tax this year is interesting. If they meet those thresholds, uh, it's sort of interesting because right now we have an open roster spot and there's these you know sort of rumors that maybe Lamarcus Aldridge or Andre Drummond might be a target. And I do, I guess I wonder if that impacts that because to this point, honestly, like the idea of getting an Andre Drummond for like a minimum contract, 1 million, that sounds pretty cool to me. Like, I don't, I don't mind that at all. But if you're saying that that's probably going to push us over to luxury tax threshold and cause problems down the line, I, th- I think my, you know, thinking about it on the fly, I think my, my stance is still, I don't give a fuck. Let's get the guys, let's get talent and let's go for it. And
2: they'll figure it out later if, with the tax situation yeah yeah i'm on the same page with so if, if we get andre drummond like is he ahead of or behind luke cornet in the center rotation i just want to know <laughs> i
0: i would assume ahead unless luke like hits three threes in a row <laughs> yeah. again or whatever he did i mean i don't know is is andre like did he really fall off a cliff that much i haven't really watched what
1: what is he is he well, on the he's calc- still good. He's still, he's still good. He's just not good the way we want him to be good.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, I think I read that he shoots below 50% at the rim, which is uh, <laughs> insane. <Wow. laughs> like for a big man, a guy who uh, presumably, I haven't watched a lot of drama minutes. I, I have to I, I have to call it out. I'm not qualified for any of these opinions, but I, I have them just from being on Twitter way too much. But yeah, he shoots under 50% from the rim. Most of his, his shots come from putbacks where he's like point blank at the rim, uncontested. And yet, still very ineffective uh, and slow and can't shoot. And there's a lot of issues with his game as it relates to the, how the modern game is played. So, so I, I mean, he gets you like 17 points, 15 rebounds, a couple blocks. So, he's basically a poor man's
1: Tice, but... Great fantasy you know, player. Yeah, a <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor man's Tice. It's, it's true. Everything
0: is a downgrade from Tice. I've been trying to tell people this all
1: Day. <laughs> All the day? day. You've been telling us for happily a couple, a couple of years
2: now. <laughs> oh,
0: I guess so, huh? <laughs> oh my uh,
1: gosh.
2: It's been I'm a, wild get to a couple ride. Of- uh, absolutely I want to get to a couple of reddit comments very quickly and then we're going to move on so on the fournier side of things so user t nautical wrote uh, 0.560 effective field goal percentage including 38.8 percent from three and he's going to have an actual team around him so goddamn hype for this and user kje19 writes does he start uh and does smart come off the bench so I'm curious to hear what you guys think about that particularly that that second comment from kje19 Evan Fournier is he going to come off the bench as a bit of a spark plug are we going to slot him in as the two guard there and bring smart off the bench uh fun what do you think um i think he's probably gonna
0: come off the bench at least for the beginning just because smart is smart and he's been here forever so i imagine yeah i i don't think brad's gonna do any weird stuff where he has like what would that lineup even look like like tatum brown smart fournier and then luke cornett Or something. Of course. (laughs) Maybe. But no, I I think that Smart's going to start, and then Fournier will probably come in pretty quickly, especially if Smart, like, starts going crazy, then Fournier can come in and actually, like, knock down some shots.
1: That'd be nice. We can't have Fournier start at center? He's only an inch shorter than Tice. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, is that true? It's true. Well, listen, like, Tice is 6'8 or something, but... My my wife every time he comes on the screen, she calls him arms. He's like, Look at that guy, he's just all arms. He's gonna hurt someone with those arms. She says that like every time she sees him. He <laughs> was all length. But um You know when yeah. when he started he had the one sleeve, I think, on his left
0: or right arm, and then he filled he filled the other sleeve. There was a big progression with Pice, a whole history, and now Evan, I guess I maybe he's
1: got tattoos. Anyway, go go ahead. Uh as far as who will start Oh, yeah. That's interesting because, like, I think that um if we were talking about who could fill the Hayward role that we lost, and I had a post about this on on Reddit too. But, but I mean, I was thinking about it. Hayward's obviously an, an All Star level player. He's having a great season in Charlotte. He's one of our leaders. But if you look at what Hayward was for the Celtics, he was by default our fourth option last year. He averaged seventeen points. He was still very good. But as we've transitioned more and more to having. uh tatum and brown be our primary ball handlers and now camba's transitioning to our third option cam uh, you know i understood why Hayward didn't want to be our fourth option he would have just been standing in the corner looking for open shots and and you know playing defense and wouldn't have been able to be utilized to his full ex- to the full extent of course we weren't going to pay him 30 million dollars a year so if we were talking about how to fill what he left which is a fourth option you can knock down shots that to me seems like fournier like I brought this up on the podcast too in November. I, I don't know if you have the the clip, but Ben, I mean, this was we talked about Fournier as one of the people that we were having as a TPE target. I thought maybe he would go for a late first, getting for getting him for a couple late seconds or a couple seconds. That's that's great. So I do see him as someone who could slot into that role and then maybe push uh, Smart back to the bench or in closeout situations, maybe you have Smart you know up there for defense, but. But uh, I, Fongos, you're probably right. You probably won't start right away because he's got to get up to speed and we're not right. really practicing. But, but I would expect him to be starting. I mean, he, I see him as someone that you want next to the Jays. You want to have the whole idea is get you know, a reliable kickout option. for exactly. so They're not there alone. It yep. opens up, the, expands the whole game for Brown and Tatum to do more. And that's Fournier. So I'm excited to see him with those two.
0: So what does our starting lineup look like? Like eventually down the road once, because I, I agree with you. I feel like eventually he'll get into that spot. So w- what would that be like?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably Kemba uh, starting at point guard. I mean, people are shitting on him still, but if you look at his last 16 games, his stats are pretty much identical, if not better than last season and better than his career stats. Yeah, he's, he, been, he's good. been
0: doing good lately. I don't, so, I don't get that hate.
1: Yeah, so you got Kemba back, uh, you know, probably finally off of the the minute back to back restriction cuz that's just a we're just doing that as a precautionary thing so Kemba and then Brown back to shooting guard shooting guard where I think he's been more comfortable uh then probably Fournier at the small forward and Tatum at the power forward and Marcus Smart as the center I mean yeah I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I thought you were going to say Luke Cornette, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would have put my house on that. Definitely uh, yeah, Luke Cornette. Time Lord. This is his moment.
1: Time Lord, you know, I, we lose Tice, but Time Lord, this, this is his moment. Is that shine, what this so. means?
2: It's just I uh, think it
1: does.
0: Time Lord for the rest of the season, huh? I hope Let's so. Let's see what he's got. I hope so. Yeah. So
2: there's a user lightning fast 31 on Reddit who wrote "Tice will be missed for sure, but time for Rob Williams to take the next step. No more Tice to cover him when he isn't playing well. I'm excited to see more Rob Williams. Uh, Yeah, I think surely this means right that Rob Williams is the starting center. Hopefully that's the case. I feel like the fan base will riot if it ends up being Tristan Thompson hopefully tristan thompson's backing him up and uh and then we see mo wagner and, and maybe luke Cornette as necessary due to foul trouble and stuff like that but yeah or hopefully Andre that's Drummond, the case or Andre drummond. yeah, yeah fuck it let's get our drummond too let's, let's get, have six centers yeah. or fuck it right <laughs> <laughs> um mark murphy tweeted out today maybe the biggest winner here is marcus smart and according to a source ainge had assumed his guard um had assured his guard rather that he wasn't being offered around that his name was being brought up strictly by interested teams um probably a win for marcus smart today his name was circulating quite a lot and there was i think it was uh, kevin o'connor uh said on his podcast that Marcus Smart was definitely being traded. Obviously, that's not been the case. <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of nice for Smart, who's the longest tenured Celtic, like for that vote of confidence to sort of be publicly made for him. Um, but then again, he hasn't been particularly good in the clutch. And I know that that's sort of generated a lot of frustration throughout the fan base. Where are you standing on this, Fongos? Did you, you want to see Marcus Smart move somewhere? Or are you happy that he's around or thoughts in general on Marcus Smart? Uh, Definitely
0: happy that he's still on the team, even though like I'm right there with people like being pissed off at him in clutch time, especially last night. That annoyed the shit out of me watching them come back and then kind of just. I mean, I I guess Marcus didn't really have like many options, but like there's there's got there's got to be something else that they could do that's not him. But I still think that, especially since he has been on the team for so long. I think it's important to keep him around because otherwise it's just saying like, you know, you might as well move some other guys around too. Because like, I don't know, as long as you keep, uh, I can't even say this anymore, but I was going (laughs) to say keep Tatum, Brown, Smart, I guess, I guess Time Lord now is because he's been epic and Tice like, like that's, I don't know, that's all. That's all you really need, in my opinion, because I think I think smart's really important, but probably mostly on the defensive end. It would have been nice to get those games. I guess it could have gone either way, especially like uh, what was the other close one before that? Was Was the
2: Jazz one close, or did we just get blown out? I can't remember. Yeah, that, was, that well, the score in the end wasn't close, but it was close until the final couple of minutes until we gave up. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I don't know. Last night, I just I can't stop thinking about it and i can't help but blame marcus and i think it's epic that at least <laughs> at least, Danny is his fault
2: <laughs> it's all his he why did you put to tice him, in that man? position it's your fault marcus oh, he, he was yelling him. at him on the bench as well i don't oh. know if you guys oh, saw yeah, that yeah that.
0: That, that i love that, that people are just like oh my god is that why he got traded like it's <laughs> oh. like people legitimately think and like i'm joking but these people legitimately think that because they argued on the bench and because tice missed that shot Danny Ainge was just like, okay,
1: he's like up. it's time to <laughs> go, Get <in> Tice.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, Luke Cornett, come here, like we need you, man. Like no, I, I, it was. I, I think a lot of people saw it coming, and I honestly like tried to ignore it. But yeah, anyway, Marcus Smart, good to have on the team. I think he's a really important player, and I don't think he'd do as well on another team. So I think that I, I don't think he would be as much of a culture builder as people think. I think he is like the culture of the Celtics team. Not like he can't just go to I don't like the pistons and then like turn it around or whatever. So Yeah.
2: Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Lubed?
1: mostly just um i want to give a little defense to kevin o'connor it was this is another one of those examples where something is, is said in a podcast or interview and then it kind of the words get twisted a little bit on twitter or reddit so that's fair he he had never i don't think ever said well he didn't say that marcus smart was definitely going to get traded i think the actual context of that conversation they were saying that marcus smart knew that his name was in trade uh trade talks but anyways not a big deal right. um just want to give love to koc <laughs> but uh <laughs> we was like isn't that joe's best friend anyways um yeah <laughs> he he was a redditor right or something he a celtics well he's been on reddit before but yeah. he started on uh on celtics blog and he used to write like a draft preview and uh yeah i mean he was very reachable back in the day i used to exchange emails with him about my fantasy basketball team and now he's a big shot but <laughs> good for him, <laughs> but, anyways, but with, uh, the Marcus smart thing um yeah, I'm happy that he's not gone. Uh, especially because I mean, some of the trade rumors that were going out there, or some of the trade suggestions, like trading Marcus Smart plus Neesmith plus like multiple first round <laughs> yeah. picks for for Aaron Gordon, I was like, I, Gordon's okay, but you want that's like a go, smart for Gordon as is is like a sideways sideways move, if not a, a downgrade. Like I don't, yeah. It, and then you want to attach like our most recent Lotto picks and first round picks. I feel like they're. We haven't really talked too much about the Gordon thing. There's a lot of fans that seem to be upset about it. I'm not. I feel like he's overrated. Me either. He's he's a glorified role player. He's good. Like four years ago, would have been super excited about getting him because we saw him as maybe being like the next Blake Griffin or something. But at this point, like he's 25, 26, and you know maybe I'll come to eat these words and have like an all star season. (laughs) But (laughs) but but as as is, it's like I mean he's not. He, even what he went for isn't that huge of an offer. He's not that great of a uh, an asset, and the fact that he can't shoot—the main thing I wanted was shooting—and he's not a reliable shooter, even though he's shooting forty percent from three yeah, this what year. What would he do for us? It. What would he do? I guess he's that's switchable a, and switchable defense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's a good defender. Is that that's what I wasn't clear on? If he was or. Not And he can dunk. I mean people like him. I mean the reason why he think he's more popular than he should be considering his level is because he's like dunk contest famous. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. He's just famous. We see him and everyone knows him, but I'm not losing sleep over that. So uh the fact that we kept Marcus Smart and didn't do something like that, um happy with that. I do still think uh, you know, Ben, we've talked about it a little bit. I do think that there's a chance we move Marcus Smart in the off season just because <sighs> He's in the oh. final year of his contract, and for all the reasons we talked about with the the, the luxury tax and stuff, oh. I, I 100% am convinced that some team will offer him a stupid contract. They'll be like, yeah, we'll give you $25 million per year to be our starting point guard, especially if he's been coming off the bench in the second half of this season. And then at that point, it's like, do you let him walk? So, we will probably what would be you to preemptively you trade pay? him.
2: But then, don't you think Ainge preempts that and makes the trade for Aaron Gordon, given that he's he kind of feels like more of a not so much a culture need but a positional need and he signed again next year as well i don't know like if if that's if that's a, a likelihood don't you think age yeah preempts that and just goes ahead and trades him instead of the nuggets trading gary harris and rj barrett for, for the same package
1: well it wouldn't have just been marcus smart that's the thing we would have had to have given up someone like neesmith i mean there's like a, yeah, I had had a post pick. where someone's like Man, why you know, Neesmith is, he's got to be better than that other thing that they got, but, but who says that we were at all interested in getting rid of our lottery pick midway through his rookie season when he's had no minutes to do anything? Like they probably just prefer to keep those guys and, and keep Marcus and not do that. So um, this off season, we probably will have, we'll probably see Marcus Smart's names in um, trade rumors, especially around the draft, because I think they kind of were doing that in last off season, they were shopping him around trying to get someone who had a rock- a rookie scale contract. So, I mean, that'll be a bummer when that comes, but for the time being, I love that he's here for our, our, our final run. And I do think we'll probably go on a run at some point and be a strong playoff player.
0: Absolutely. We're going to go on another run. Absolutely. <laughs> I really uh, think so. We're going, we're going to go crazy again, like right
2: before the all-star
0: break. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <No. laughs> So so finally here, so Chris Forsberg tweeted when the dust settles, the cost of acquiring impending free agent Evan Fournier will essentially be four second round picks. Daniel Tice, Javante Green, and Jeff Teague. Celtics take on Wagner, Wagner, I don't know. I'm not gonna figure that out. Wagner, uh, yeah. They duck the tax for now and maybe have slot for a buyout guy and TPEs, always TPEs, which leads to the question, like they, they have freed up a roster spot here, uh, supposedly to to maybe poach someone from the buyout market Fongos uh I'll start with you is, are there any buyout candidates that you're hoping the Celtics pick up honestly I'm not even sure about that market
0: um if you guys told me who was in there and like also when when does that end like there's so much stuff I don't understand <laughs> like about yeah. how like when and how it works but like okay so is that like auto porters of the world is that, yeah. is that like those types of he players? If like who, who, out. Who, who's
1: available, or who would be available, do you guys think? Because then I can tell you. I think the three that they've mentioned is Otto Porter Jr., if, if he gets bought out, and then uh, Drummond and LaMarcus Aldridge, and I don't think any of them have yet picked the team. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge was rumored to be, I guess there was rumors that Boston might be interested in him, and then we've also seen rumors they might be interested in Drummond, so who knows, but... But, uh, yeah, those are the three main names, but it could also just be some kind of other role player. Boogie Cousins. Is Boogie Cousins signed?
0: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Take take one of those guys, man. Like, I like LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he'd, I don't know. I'm sure it'd be situational, but, like, he's a vet, man. I don't know. I w- it would add something. It would be better than having, like, a Tremont Waters or Carson Edwards and, like, now Javante Green's gone, but, like, I don't know you got to replace something because are the bulls like, is anyone even going to play
2: Teague, or is he just, is he like on the bulls roster now? I think he ended up on the the magic. Weirdly enough, it was, it was a real maze, a real complex tapestry of, of movement today. So I still, I'm not completely sure, but I think he ended up on the magic. I think they're waving him, or at least I read that. Oh, and then, get him, aw, get him man. back! Well, that that was the reaction of a lot,
1: a lot of people. I don't think we can actually. Just in case anyone's wondering, that I don't think we can do that. I think no. that's that Gary the Gary Payton rule because Ainge had found a loophole several years ago where he traded <laughs> Gary Payton to Atlanta and then they waved him, and then like a week later, Gary Payton was back on the Celtics, and like holy shit, we gotta close that loophole. That's some bullshit. So I don't think we can actually get Teague. So sad, can't get Teague back. <laughs> He was play he was playing well at the end, but definitely overall,
0: uh yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's good to move on. I think
1: Fournier might be an upgrade to T, even though <laughs> yep. it's slightly different positions, but Well Pritchard played four minutes I, in his last game, so this is a chance for Pritchard to get back into rotation, I guess. That's true, T.
0: yeah. <laughs> what's up with him, by the way? I hope you don't mind me going
2: all over the place here, but it's no, fun. this is this <laughs> is how we do it. Uh, yeah. so I, I heard Danger Cart heard I saw Danger Cart tweeting out that um that Ainge Billy beaned Brad Stevens by getting rid of Jeff Teague and, and keeping <laughs> Peyton Pritchard on the roster. It's like, man, you just gotta play this kid. We just gotta see See what he is. And now he has no choice, essentially. There's no other backup point guard, really. So, um, yeah, he probably hit a bit of a rookie wall. And, you know, you add in the knee injury that he had as well, where it like completely looks like a torn ACL. And then he fortunately came back after a strain two weeks later. Hasn't been exactly the same... You know, fatigue is probably a factor, but like he's clearly a talented player, and he clearly, being a senior out of college, knows how to play the game and is already pretty mature. So I'm I'm excited for this like extra added role by default for for Peyton Pritchard. Do you think that's do you think that's accurate, LaBert? Yeah, and as you were you
1: know describing everything, if he actually is dealing with some. Rookie, uh, rookie wall or injury symptoms. That might just be, uh, you know, it might be reasonable to have Marcus Smart get back into that backup guard role where he did kind of flourish.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: So, I mean, maybe that's where this goes, and we just have uh, Fournier starting, and Smarts our our sixth man, and uh, and then Pritchard can be back to that third role again, but behind Smart.
2: So Fournier is playing on. He's playing tomorrow, right? It's a good question. I have no idea. I I think with COVID and everything, it probably takes longer to make that transition. Uh But I don't know. Either like they're way, they're not
0: they're not even practicing, right? Like, can, can yeah. we talk about that? Like, because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. So they're not practicing, and then people are like, "Oh, the Celtics suck!" Like, "Oh, what the fuck?" I'm so sad. And then it's like, well, they're not practicing, right? Or at least yeah. they're not that much. So like. I, that's where Brad is good right like he, he's I think he's a good coach for like getting the team together if they're not able to do that like what the fuck do they even do I, yeah, I, don't, I don't get that I it's do not point. get that
1: I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree. How, how do you tinker and figure out what's going on if you don't even have time to practice? We talked about it a little bit, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And, and, and we're like, our speculation is it has something to do with how much they had to do their actual COVID tests and the whole protocol and everything. But they're loosening up those restrictions. So presumably in the second half or remaining part of the season, they actually will be able to have practice time. But as far as when Fournier, Fournier can make his debut, I, I think they still have to do like medical clearances and all that. and. Uh, probably like you know sign contracts or whatever but
0: oh come um, on yeah
1: so i don't think he'll be tomorrow i think it will be
2: probably the next game well <laughs> unfortunately
1: all right another shot then
2: i've it's just time. uh i've just refreshed <laughs> celtics reddit to see if there's any more like content oh. we can glean before we wrap up and there's a post here by user lz23 who writes is luke cornet the dwell and neutralizer <laughs> 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 i'm not going to go into details here like there's, there's some stats and some videos that they've included but apparently luke Kornet has like good defensive numbers against Joel Embiid. so go figure okay yeah
1: let me let me ask you both um have you been following the rest of the trade market? It looks like Miami's been making moves. They might add Aldridge and they add Auto. Let's uh, see, what's name? Oladipo. Um, any teams that you're fearing? Or at this point, where we're so far out of it, we don't really give a shit about other teams. What, what's your feelings well, on the rest of the league?
0: The Bulls, honestly, now, like, I think with Vucevic and Tice, I mean, come on, dude, they <laughs> have to like, they have to stay good. Like, there's no way they get worse now. So.
1: I, I mean that genuinely. Like, I think... I don't know. Yeah, we'll be behind the standings from Chicago as well, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah uh, we might there's... face Tyson in the playoffs. Maybe oh, in the play Playing oh, game.
1: don't. Don't, no, don't say <laughs> it. We're only a game and a half ahead of Chicago. This is actually plausible. You're right. This could happen.
2: <laughs> Ugh. Although I think, I think Jonas Derebko is a free agent as well. So, you know, perhaps, you know, we can we can just uh, just, sign him.
0: just sign him. What's Buy the out. vet? What's the vet minimum? A million dollars like, oh, no, the taxes just fucking sign him. If he yeah. wants to come back, you get him back on the team. I mean, if you're gonna sign Luke Cornette, you might as well
1: re-sign Jurebko, dude. Come Does on. Does that make it all worth it if we use our open roster slot for for Jonas Jerebco? We have an open <laughs> roster slot? Well yeah, that's the idea. That's why we uh, we potentially could have someone from the buyout market because of the slot. So yeah, maybe Jarebco's the guy.
2: Wait, I thought I thought that Mo, Fournier, and whatever, I thought they all they filled it. So we got rid of Javante Green as well and Jeff Teague, and so I think we we end up with a free roster spot as a result. I think we 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 sent out more players than we acquired, so we we have one spot remaining. Yeah, I I know what you're seeing. In the bath. they think is three in
1: three out. There was a who's the other guy? <laughs> we actually might not yeah. have an open roster spot. Yeah, but, I, I thought but... I, I thought
0: it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought we got rid of what? three and then we got three back.
2: I don't know. I feel like I'm I, am I someone. am yeah. I psychotic? Troy,
1: Troy, I, Troy Brown Jr. But I don't think he was taking up a roster spot. Who is Troy Brown Jr.? Who's that?
2: Oh no. <laughs> yeah, this seems like a detail we should have figured out before we started recording. But I did read that we did free up a roster spot, and uh, and therefore we are potentially buyers in the buyout market. Um, so I guess bringing it back to the buyout market just to go full circle there. Yeah, Otto Porter Jr. If he does get bought out, right? Like to get him in and to take up the no offense, uh, Fongos, but to take up the ojolay minutes <laughs> or some of them, uh, um, could be no offense taken. Could be impactful for our team. Could be could be helpful for our team. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Semi's still he's gonna, still going to have to play for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. He's going to have to come in. He's a, he, I think he's a great defender, and I think he's a good guy. Really huge. Sp- Huge Shemi fan, and he is the front runner to being the next person I make videos about. But I might, (laughs) since I am a Celtics fan and I hate going over, I shouldn't say hate, but it's difficult to go to other subreddits and be like, hey, hi, here I am. Here's like my weird videos. Like, what's up, guys? And then I have to explain myself, and then people are asking me, like, oh, are you still going to be a Celtics fan? Like, yes, I just am a Celtics fan. So, I'd like to not stand like one player and maybe just stand the team, but I don't think that'll work. Like, I'm going to have to choose somebody. But, uh-huh. like, I, Semi's definitely a front runner, and Fournier,
1: number two, and Mo, number three. I mean, he's German, you know, but we'll have to see just to um, put a, a cap on what we were just talking about with the open roster spot. Oh I yeah. Think the, I, we actually, so we did end up sending three players and taking back three players, but I think the assumption was that Cornet or someone like um, Waters might get cut and that would open up the spot.
2: Uh the even if that stopper. happens,
1: yeah, even if we, <laughs> even if we cut one of those guys, we could still technically have money under the luxury tax uh, threshold. But then again, of course, if those incentives can kick, kick in like, Danger cart was mentioning that could screw that up, but yeah, I don't know. If we have the chance to add a, a tangible talent via minimum contract by a buyout market, I imagine that we will do that.
2: Yeah, I'll miss Luke Cornette when he's gone. I've grown to love him in the in the several hours that we've had him on the roster. I, just, I don't know what it is. I feel like he's a super memeable player. Uh, yeah,
0: I, he might have to be the one man. I didn't even know. Like when I made my video of my reaction, I didn't even know about luke cornet like i didn't see that part <laughs> of the trade like i guess everything i was reading did mention that
2: and then i looked him up and i'm like oh okay yeah he <laughs> fits the bill uh yeah. la bird you, you touched on it very quickly there um our, our rivals our immediate rivals made some pretty solid acquisitions george hill to the Sixers, bielitsa and oladipo to the heat um la bird are oh, you, how yeah, I know. There's a guy that I really wanted us to get, sort of big big shooting guy, maybe replace Grant Williams or, or something like that. But um, I don't know. Are you guys bothered by these acquisitions, or given our trajectory this season, are you, do you not really care? A, a little bit, because, I mean, prior to the season, when we were looking at how do you fill
1: out um, – how do you get some shooters around the Jays, because they need people to pass to that can actually hit shots, it's all those guys. So it was like Seth, uh, Seth Curry and uh, George Hill both end up in – On the the Sixers, which were like the two two guys I had mentioned in that article. And then and then you have uh, Bielitsa, who's another one that I had mentioned, and now he's going to another rival. I mean, that it stinks a little bit, but, um, you know, we're in this position right now where we're two games under 500. And really, it's just like focusing on how we get back on track and and come playoff time Will be dangerous. Like that doesn't really factor too much into it. It's not like oh crap, we would have beat Philly had not they added George Hill. It's just like, well, yeah. <laughs> let's just get our shit together and see how it goes. And you know they they only have one basketball. They're gonna they're gonna be tough because of Embiid, but not because of George Hill.
0: Hey, um, were you guys even expecting to get Fournier? Because I I hadn't heard anything about it, and I just heard like Gordon and Busevich, like you know a few weeks ago or whatever people were talking about it. I didn't hear anything about Fournier, so like that, I think just that's a me. pretty. <laughs> it
2: was prophesized just, by Lovebud. Just,
1: <laughs> just his prophecy, man. That was crazy. <laughs> hey, we joke about it, but I mean, I, honestly, he wasn't really someone that I saw much written about. It was just, yeah. Was, genuinely. I was just looking at like who's a small forward, who can shoot, and who fits under the TPE. And I'm sure other people had come up with the same suggestions because we were just making a list of players. But I mean, Fournier was one of like the first people I mentioned of. If we're going to use a TPE this season, it makes sense because he's in the final year of his contract. And there was already rumors that Orlando wasn't going to keep him. So, yeah, he was on my radar this whole time, but I had him very much on my right radar as a, he's a fallback option if you can't get Barnes, if you can't get anyone big, if you can't do some crazy step-up ladder trade where you move for someone and then flip him for Beal. Like, then it was like, yeah, he's going to be there. He's going to be there as an option. Okay. And I'm pretty sure when I brought this up in November, I, I had presented it like that. I'm like, he's going to be there. It's like not like Fournier is not going to be available. The likes of Fournier will be available. We'll have options for the TPE. And it seems like, you know, whether you want to see that see it as a positive or a negative, if you want to see it as like, well, we settled or we just went for the worst case scenario. But it's good. I mean, it's an upgrade. He's a talent. He can shoot. So it's a good thing.
2: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Bargain as well with the two first, the two second round picks there. Just just to wrap this one up, guys, how would you rate this, this trade deadline from 1 to 10? 10 being like orgasmic excitement, 1 being super boring. How was this trade deadline for you guys?
0: Um, zero, absolute zero. If I can go that low, if you don't mind my saying, I love it. Uh, just because of all the people, tight like of all the people, man, tight like three out of fifteen. I don't know what the odds are, but why, why Tice? Like, I get that it's expiring. Just let him go, then. What, What? come on Should made dude. that
1: shot man he should have made that shot if
0: he made that <laughs> yeah, shot then it's we it's wouldn't be stuck with fucking mo and luke like you got i'm i'm telling you guys right now and if anyone's still listening you're not gonna like mo and luke okay i'm sorry you're not you're just gonna be like oh, i miss tice dude, um, yeah, i
1: mean you know our fan base though mo mo wagner wagner is gonna have like three rebounds in a game and they're gonna be calling him the next kevin McHale.
0: <laughs> but uh, okay but my honest opinion um I'd call it, like, a six or a seven, because I would have liked to have gotten, like, a Barnes, or honestly, like, Busevich would have been cool. But, like, I don't know. Fournier is pretty good, and I wasn't expecting that. So, good shit for you, Larbird, for, like, <laughs> actually predicting that. That's pretty cool. Um, I did not see that one coming. I didn't know that they were going to get rid of him. But, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good pickup. And, like, we can see what we have in Mo. And Luke Cornette. I mean, I guess that's the idea that Danny Ainge had. Like, why not these two? I imagine they're both like twenty-two, twenty-five, something like that. So, like, let's see what let's see what we got. Yeah, those Mo, Mo Wagner is twenty-three, and Cornette is twenty-five. Yeah, so like, why not? Let's see. Uh, let's see what they can do for the rest of the season. You know, uh, I'm sure they'll do good in defense at least. So, yeah, and then at the end of the se- in the summer. Uh, we can re-sign Tice, maybe, you know, if he gets undervalued because he's not going to work in Billy Donovan's system at all. It's not going to work, okay? He only works in Brad's system. Brad lifted him up, okay? It's not going to work somewhere else. He's a great player. Works maybe with Brad is
1: holding him back. Maybe he's going to have a superstar season. Yeah, down. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I fucking
2: hope so, honestly. Uh, yeah, go yeah, go on. Uh, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, well, look. Hopefully, Time Lord can find minutes uh, ahead of Luke Cornet. There, um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Fungos, thanks for coming on, man. I wish it we were under better circumstances. I wish we yeah. could be celebrating some nice things rather than uh, commiserating. But that's how it goes. But this was great. Thanks again absolutely man thank you for having Wait, me on I, j-
1: I just wanted i wanted to say just because i don't want to make it seem like i'm actually bragging i, I predict different things every week and uh you know every once in a while you get something right so <laughs> i'm sure there's a million things that i got wrong you miss every shot 100 percent of shots you don't take that's, that's right. right i i will just say ben that you know we've spent so much time talking about that tpe i feel like before we wrap this up we just have to say you know we've talked so much about the tpe and we've talked about, you know, if there's ever, ever going to be a year where Ainge makes a trade, this is the one. I feel a little bit vindicated that we had all those conversations and aren't just sitting here with eggs on our face where it's like we did absolutely nothing. Getting a 20-point-per-game score who can shoot efficiently, that's a something. That's something. So we got something. I'm excited. Uh, on a scale, I'd agree with Fongo, probably like a 6 or 7 and maybe a little bit more if we get an Andre Drummond or something
2: in the buyout market. But I'm pumped. I think this is a great, great day. It was exciting. Well, there is still $11 million in TPE that, that could potentially be used in the off-season, so we can't say goodbye to our TPE fatigue yet. <laughs> it will. Oh, this, oh. The show must go on, unfortunately. And,
1: and because oh, Fournier, is, uh, Fournier is an unrestricted free agent if he decides oh. to leave, then we could just sign and trade him and get another big TPE. So we could just keep the TPE train moving, baby.
2: I, f- I fully expect <laughs> Fournier to do the whole speech. Ah, I want to get my number retired here. You know, I'm going to wear number 99 and that's why i expect no one else to that that kind of thing only being believed <laughs> yeah. to you know sign with the brooklyn nets in the in the offseason so we'll
1: oh see. no ew <laughs> fungos so was there any other uh i mean i enlisted I three names is there anything you want us to tell don't want to tell us is there any secret you've been harboring that you just want to get off your chest about who you actually are
0: uh no i don't actually okay. <laughs> have any secret identities in the okay i can just right. settle that right now no i don't have any other accounts like, that I use on Reddit to post, like, you are on just the Fungos. Boston Celtics or, like, NBA or anything like that.
1: Okay. I'm just Fongos.
0: Right. I just go on there and I do my thing. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. No Janos, none of that. It's, it's funny because, yeah,
2: no, I'm not him. It's good stuff all right ben i give you permission to wrap it up <laughs> yeah, sorry well, per- sorry personally, man. <laughs> personally i'm relieved to find out that you both aren't the same person so that's uh i think maybe <laughs> something maybe the other fans can, uh, can resonate with but uh fungos this was great you welcome back anytime thanks again for coming awesome.
0: on yeah thank you guys That was great
2: all right that's gonna do it for this one thanks to fungos that was awesome having him on thanks to la 33 we'll be back on sunday with tom westerholm for our in-depth trade deadline breakdown until then go celtics peace